So now at nearly 7.34, Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe has seen his support rating slide amid the so-called cherry blossom or Sakura party scandal, while also suffering the blow of having a couple of ministers resign for violating election laws in recent months. Joining us on the line for further discussion, we have Paul Nado, co-founder and editor of Tokyo Review, adjunct fellow at CSIS. Thank you for joining us. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Now, Sakura is uh, probably one of the only Japanese words I know. Maybe the, the Japanese words I can count on two hands, and it does indeed mean cherry blossom. Um, how on earth does something so innocent, uh, innocuous sounding become the title of a huge scandal that's threatening Prime Minister Abe? So the cherry blossom, Sakura means cherry blossom for those of you who don't have your Japanese vocabulary. Um, the Cherry Blossom Viewing Party, hosted by the Prime Minister, is about a 52-year-old tradition. and Historically, it's been about 10,000 guests. Recently, it's grown to about 15,000 and costs about 500,000 U.S. dollars in public money. Now, because of the rising number of guests, Japan's opposition suspects that some of those invited are close political supporters of Prime Minister Abe. Uh, there were about 850 uh, attendees from Abe's home prefecture of Yamaguchi, for example. So effectively, that would mean that the prime minister is using public money to reward political supporters. Now, the problem is the guest list that would have you know, confirmed or uh, refuted those suspicions has been destroyed, put in the paper shredder, the same day that the opposition requested the list. Abe claims that the shredding was routine and scheduled incidentally, but the opposition suspects a cover-up. That's the basic contours of the scandal. And some of the, the, the specific details are pretty shocking slash surprising in themselves. Let's look at, for example, the alleged Yakuza Mafia guests who were supposedly there um, and the disappearing evidence that you just mentioned. But um, speaking of disappearing evidence, uh, he apparently tried to lay blame, Prime Minister Abe, on the shredded documents on a disabled worker. Can you elaborate on a couple of those details and how they've fanned anger? Well, for the Yakuza, that's... uh scandalous, so to speak, but uh, not necessarily, doesn't necessarily allege criminal behavior on its own. Uh, Yakuza actually does a lot of relief work, uh, disaster relief work. Um, so they sort the the role of the Yakuza is a, is a little bit more complicated um, beyond the scope of this. And of course, because the documents were destroyed, we don't have confirmation if they were there or not. Okay, can that I just said, ask quickly on that? Yeah. Um, because People might hear that word mafia and immediately think of a different form of corruption. So, so is it the case that in Japan, people would view Yakuza in a, in a remotely positive light because of that relief work? Or, or if you've got any association as a leader, that there's automatically the taint of corruption there? Yes, is the short answer. Um, <laughs> they're both viewed positively depending on who you ask. And there is also the taint of corruption simultaneously okay. uh it's a it's much more complicated than than simply uh organized crime or uh mafia style operations right um well that's helpful like to know I, uh, and the other side this blaming of a disabled worker which uh, well it's never going to look good to pick a scapegoat to pick a, a scapegoat who happens to be disabled just adds another layer to it well in the past that's how abe has basically uh refuted past 
scandals. He's the the cherry blossom viewing scandal basically fits a pattern of cronyism in the past scandals like Mori Tomogakuen, where Abe gave a favorable land deal to a friend. Um, so the the basic shape of the what's going on now is essentially the same that Abe is using public resources to reward friends and supporters. Now, in the past, Abe's gotten out of it by partly running down the clock and also uh, blaming overzealous bureaucrats or finding a scapegoat and putting the blame on them. Uh, emphasizing that the staffer is disabled is a new wrinkle, and this might simply be you know, clumsy and boorish, or it might reflect Abe's frustration with the scandal. Uh, to me personally, I think it's frankly a crass move, but in a way, for me... That's what's really incriminating for Abe. It's not simply the allegations of cronyism. It's how visibly irritated he gets when he's put under the spotlight like this. It's not just that he doesn't think rules or checks and balances should apply to him. It's that he gets visibly outraged that anyone would dare to ask him about that. Um, so I don't know right. the specifics of the of this staffer, um, but it does fit a, a sort of, frankly, annoying pattern of Abe's responses to these scandals. Is it comparable at all to his response to other areas of policy that don't go his way? For example, uh, South Korea's Supreme Court daring to uh, order Japanese firms to compensate victims of forced labor, for example, here in in South Korea, and and his apparent expectation that the South Korean government should be able to step in and block that? Um, It definitely fits past patterns with uh, domestic allegations of corruption and cronyism. It, It really does... Uh, followed what happened in those quite closely, which I think uh, in different topic is why the public is kind of tuning out. In terms of Abe's personal style, um, you know, that that's hard to say. In his first term, he was known for having a short temper, for acting rashly, for shutting out people. And one of the stories of his second term since 2012 has been that he's really kept those uh, impulses in check, more or less. So it is a little bit interesting that he would lash out as visibly as he has in this case. He may simply be tired or irritated. I frankly have no idea. Um, but it's hard to say if the if the approach of stonewalling here matches the the approach that he's taken towards South Korea, I wouldn't necessarily put those on the same page. Right. Um, and obviously very different, different page. domestic reactions. Because um, what I wanted to ask was whether this mm. politically could hurt him to the extent that it might actually benefit uh, a party like South Korea if, if his political power was to be weakened. Uh, the short answer is no. Uh, the... Japanese opposition parties are too weak to really mount a challenge. Uh, you've seen public support drop by about anywhere from 5 to 6%, depending on which poll you look at. Um, but that's consistent with the, the, res- the drops in support from past scandals. Uh, and in terms of internal support from within Abe's Liberal Democratic Party, 
there's not much concern among LDP leadership that the scandals are putting the majority at risk because the opposition parties are just too weak organizationally and in terms of public support to mount a real challenge to the LDP. I mean, the majority simply isn't at risk. So instead, the the party seems willing to go along with Abe, bide the time, wait for it to blow over. And so in terms of Abe's job being in jeopardy, unless there's a new and you know really shocking revelation, I don't think that his uh, political future is in jeopardy because of this scandal. It seems, it seems to be a pattern that's playing out in various countries right now. Maybe uh, a good comparison would be the United States. You've got President Trump under probably far more domestic pressure than, than Prime Minister Abe, but still without necessarily a clear opponent who's going to convincingly beat him in uh, in his efforts to be re-elected. Now, of course, there are differences there that we could also highlight, but the, the point being that um, Abe seems to have the, the protection of, like you said, a weak opposition, but also some level of core support. What What is responsible for that in his case? Uh, he, he's not the Japanese Trump, is he? I mean, he was around before Trump as a leader, and he's done it consistently over time, and he's obviously proven himself to be something of a wily operator. Well... First of all, I have to say, as an American, comparing our political scandals to Japan's is kind of head-spinning. If only we were, you know, up in America, we as Americans were up in arms over something as... Like a cherry blossom party. Like a cherry blossom. (laughs) It would be, frankly, refreshing and uh, somewhat of a relief. But be that as it may, it is a little nice. It is... No, it is nice to see the the level of scrutiny that uh, the Japanese public is, is using a to keep their leaders to, to check. Um, in terms of... I, I'm sorry, could you say your question one more yeah, time? Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, th- there's several aspects to this. And, I, and again, I don't want to push the... Of course, the, the, the circumstances of impeachment proceedings against Trump are, are, are far more serious and, and a very different nature to that of uh, this cherry blossom scandal. But here we have two leaders, Abe and, and Trump. They are apparently on very friendly terms. They represent... Mm-hmm very conservative elements or or certain elements of conservatism which some critics find distasteful and they seem to have a level of core support that is not vulnerable uh when it comes to elections and and possibly abe seems to look even more impenetrable right now than than trump i i just i'm curious what's behind that level of support well i would distinguish the their base support by saying that Trump's base is with him to the death. He's got a firewall of 42, 43% public support that will not go away. I mean, they're there. They're going to follow him to the bitter end. In Abe's case, in Japan's case, it's more that the the public just doesn't really have any other option. They're they're checked out, essentially, Uh so it's not that it's core support that they're willing to to fight for Abe. It's that they they've tuned out the opposition. They've tuned out the LDP, and it reflects ambivalence more than partisanship than anything else. Uh, now, don't get me wrong. Abe does have a core set of supporters uh, that do tend to be nationalist that that you would probably call right wing. But I think the 
Abe's source of support isn't the, the nationalist right-wing elements, but the fact that he's been able to demonstrate a reasonable degree of policy management, of competent leadership that was not seen uh, during the Democratic Party of Japan's rule from 2009 to 2012, mm. that was not seen in LDP leaders uh, before DPJ rule came to power, including Prime Minister Abe. Uh, his first term in office did not go very well at all, and he's learned from the mistakes. He's been able to project an image of competence and that's really what Japanese voters go for. They are, at the end of the day, pocketbook voters. Uh, they want to make sure that uh, the economy is humming, that the, everything is, you know, going, is working well. And I think that's why you see scandals like this one get the traction that they do, because that kind of punctures the image of competent uh, leadership that's on top of things. Yeah. Thank you very much uh, for giving us an insight into life politically in Japan and how that uh, may be similar or different to some of the other political situations unfolding. Uh, it's good to have you with us online, Paul Nado. Likewise. Thank you for having me.